Breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Glitter Boys. Alright everybody, welcome back. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to talk about what we want to accomplish here on the Glitter Boys podcast. Some might say our mission. Our mission, our mission statement, our prospectus, if you will. <laughs> we both have this huge love for this game, uh, this, this system of games. And it's, it's, it's that they're all connected through this, this nexus called Rifts. And it's just that there's, there's nothing like it. This is, this is the only, only game of this type. Like you have, there's a million versions of D&D. There's a million versions of all these different games, but there, there's only one Palladium system. And the Palladium system is a system of such breadth and such scope and such, such vision that it, it really stands all on its own. There, there's, there's nothing that even comes close to it. And the purpose of, of this, this episode is to try, it's, it's our love letter to the system. And we, we hope to bring you along with that because if, if you've never played before, hopefully this will get you going. And not just the system, but the worlds, the everything about them. There's such rich imaginative settings that yeah. have an incredible amount of detail in them where the writers or writer, Kevin, very frequently just like put a pencil to paper and just started writing. And then, you know, three days later woke up from a fever dream and they had a new book kind of stuff. <laughs> it's, it's some amazing set world building, some amazing settings. They have some amazing writers and I don't see enough people talking about them, you know, and I yeah. want, I want to start spreading more of this love that we have. For yeah. I, how many systems are there of, of D and D there's five. Oh, well, who more than that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, but like five the, official yeah. editions. Well, no, even more than that. Cause you know, you've got the advanced first and second, right. then you've got third, fourth and fifth, but you've also got like five or six different official variants of old school dungeons and dragons. And yeah. then, you know, fourth edition itself also had a branch off edition, if not two. And then you've got the spinoff games like Pathfinder, Dungeon yeah. Crawl Classics, all of the OSR games, which kind of you know repeat a lot of the same formula. Yeah. And that's just D&D. <laughs> <laughs> you can still play riffs. You can still play any of these. And they're still working within the system, which I like. Because once you buy a book, that book is bought. That, that book is added to your library and it's still playable. The, the, the concept of, of trying to, to remaster everything for a new system to repackage it, to resell it to you. How many versions of Dritz do you need? I mean, <laughs> I would prefer none, but uh, that's, you know, me. That's a different story. That, that's, that's the point is that there's, there's such a huge library and it's all still valid. I, I think the only thing that that's ever changed with this is uh, the, I want to say the indexes and they did release a new like base edition, which just cleaned it up. Yeah, but they didn't. But it didn't change things really. There are multiple editions of a few of the lines, like the fantasy has a first and second, and yeah. Beyond the Supernatural has a second edition. They updated a recon to more modern combat, and Rifts had a an ultimate or second edition yeah. released in like two thousand five. Mechanically, a lot of the older stuff needs to be filtered through a lens of conversion. Hence, the existence yeah. of their conversion books. 
but it is a fantastic set of worlds where you can go through any older book, grab something, port it into rifts or into another setting that is a Palladium game with very minimal tweaking required to make it work. Yeah, I mean, if you ever wanted to have a mech fight a dragon in... In, in any other system, you're talking about a gnome and steam and just radically odd rules. In 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 rifts and palladium, it's it's just that's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we really want other people to to feel this love, and I, there are some online communities for palladium. I've actually in this year joined two more that I did not yeah. even know existed. Uh, there are of course the forums. The forums are kind of old school. Uh, I've, I've seen a lot of... I like of, that old B, BBS kind of feel to them. It does. I've seen a lot of rather grumpy fights happen there, so I tend to yeah. stay away with some of the conversations in the forums. We want to focus on the positive. Now, yeah. I know Palladium has a bit of uh, a muddied history. A lot of people have their opinions on the rules systems. The rules aren't up to a lot of modern design standards. There's a lot of inconsistencies And sometimes it's hard to find the information that you want because it took a long time for Palladium books to adapt to an online world. But I feel that that's getting better now. And I feel that they're, yeah, they have embraced digital distribution. They have embraced having a website with an extensive set of frequently asked questions. And Kevin, bless his heart, sends out an email like, yeah, to a mailing list like twice a week. And it's just, Lots and lots and lots of stuff that he wrote. I'm like, how does he find the time for this? If, if I could have one-tenth of the energy that Kevin has, I would probably be in public office right now. <laughs> yeah, it's... The man is a monster. He he is... <laughs> we mean that in a good he, way, for the record. <laughs> no, no. I mean, he he is he is a force of, of, of role-playing mm. energy. He's elemental in his, his work. I wanted to talk about this probably in a future episode, but there's something there's something magical about putting your touch on so many different products. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, all of them were guided by him. It, it's it's his vision, and I think that's just amazing. Yeah, and they've had their ups and downs over the years, yeah. but yeah. they're still here. And yeah. love it or hate it, the system is still the same system. Like you said, Matthew, you can grab your old books. And mm-hmm. grab new books and just fucking mix them together and and make yeah. magic and it's wonderful. I mean, Recon looks like it was written on a typewriter. The original <laughs> well, Recon that I have. I, a lot of the older stuff was manually laid out. Like yeah, like when people say copy paste or cut and paste, literally cut cutting and, and pasting paste. things yeah. together. There was whiteout used for God's yeah. sakes. But uh, I mean, that yeah. that's the amazing part is that it's it's still there and it's still playable. Then a little work playable. is probably probably has to be done around the edges, but I, I just I, I love that about this system that once you have it, it's there. Yeah, and it's it's it, you're not going to rebuy, you know, every four or five years as they say, how can we repackage this? What new artists can we put on? Yeah, you don't have to rebuy the core rules every five to eight years. God, you know? I hate that. Like I have this huge library of three five D and D, and I can't find anyone to play it with me. God damn it! Yeah, it's that is a problem that I have as well with a lot of the newer editions of older games. Like when we were discussing topics for this particular episode, you had mentioned something about Shadowrun, and we'll do system conversions and discussions further down the line. But Shadowrun is a prime example of this. 
I started playing Shadowrun in first edition, and then I got mm-hmm. second edition, and then I played third edition, and then I played fourth edition, and then after four editions, yeah. I was like, I'm done. I'm good. Yeah, I've, got, many, I've got what how, I want. How much do you have to this buy the same books, too? I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. What, 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 one of the things that has always kept my loyalty to Palladium is that I, I can explore further instead of rebuying the same thing in order to stay current. Like, I can buy all the books about Atlantis or Phase World or something else instead of going back and trying an, a new core system for whatever the, the new price is. Yeah. You, you, can, you can go further. Your library grows. It doesn't shrink and become <laughs> oh, obsolete. It does it. And does it grow? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I have gigs of Palladium PDFs. I have... Four and growing on now five shelves of Palladium physical books. Mm-hmm. One of those Ikea expedite Billy. shelves. Yeah. Uh, cubbies. I've got four cubbies of those. It's going to the fifth because I think I finally reached maximum capacity of my first Rifter cubby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's just that's just one one thing I like about Palladium. I mean, there, there's there's so many other things. I mean, like when you find a Palladium fan. That's an amazing thing because there there's a a shared set of it, it's it's almost like a secret club you know we we should totally. we should have a handshake you know I actually some sort had, of code word I actually had that exact experience in high school I mm-hmm. moved to a new high school uh, my senior year yeah and at that high school I hadn't quite made enough friends yet I had had friends who went to that high school the year before but they were all grade older and just graduated. So right. I'm in my senior year at a new high school. No friends. Everyone has been going to school together already for years. They've got connections. It's very difficult to penetrate a new circle of friends. And then I was at a party and I saw this group of, you know, guys wearing black and trench coats and and, uh, and oh, smoking right. on the other side yeah. of the pool. And I go to talk to them and I forget how the conversation went, but somebody said something about like, oh yeah, phase world. And I was like, bing, <laughs> y'all. We're talking palladium and yeah. dude who eventually became one of my best friends just goes mofo join the conversation <laughs> and at that point we just started playing playing palladium all the time yeah, yeah. Uh, it's there's 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 levels and i, I don't want to rank it or anything but there, there there is a rabbit hole you can go down with uh with role-playing games i mean you have your surface you know it's like yeah i play fable or, you know, I, I play D&D, but when you start getting, start digging down into the good stuff, you know, when, when you, when you find someone else that plays Palladium, that's a good person. That, that's, that, that's someone who is, who is dedicated. Yeah. Because I mean, Palladium is, isn't, is not, it's not easy. It is more approachable than it used to be, but it, I mean, Palladium is, it, it is a huge, huge thing. And when, when you find someone who's who's knowledgeable and into it, that that is someone you want in your world. And I have strong opinions on the easiness, easiness, easiness. Is that a word? On the, that's, it is on now. the supposed complexity of Palladium systems, um, as we've seen from this last year of playing in multiple campaigns. Palladium has its difficulties, but I think that a lot of other Internet forums, more popular RPG forums kind of crap on the game unfairly there are some valid complaints there are valid criticisms and uh, i will not deny them and we will talk about them later 
this show will be mostly positive, but there will be times where we openly critique. It, it, it's it's from a place of love, though. It's constructive criticism. Exactly. Yeah, 100% constructive. That's our hope because I feel that the system is a lot more approachable than some people give it credit for. And because of that, I want to encourage new discussions of Palladium games. Yeah. I want to bring in new players of Palladium games, but I also want us to maybe get existing players to look at them in different ways. Uh, think of new ways to expand or to to grow your yeah. home games. Bring a new talent to the table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. I, I think I think with with the advent of COVID and everyone kind of moving to this this online presence, like the amount of role playing that people are doing has just it skyrocketed as it's gone through the roof. This is this is the most popular that ta- the tabletop hobby has ever been is right now. Agreed. And I think that during this this really strange time that the whole world's going through, that people should understand that there's more out there and richer, bigger worlds than just we're going to go play 5e. You know, th- there is so much more out there. there and there it really goes is. by name. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's called Riffs. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Just give a little nod over Zoom. Yeah, Riffs, man. Just, yeah, you know, the first taste the... is free, but after that, you got to pay. <laughs> Yeah, just, you know, step through the sleigh line, Nexus, and unleash your imagination, bruh, (laughs) kind of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. You know, one thing I always liked about uh, some of the old art of Rifts was that it was was an incredibly, when they were doing the how to play area, it was always, and this is for all Palladium, it was always an incredibly positive way to put it. And we're talking late late 80s, early 90s. Like They were really ahead of the time then. It was very in- inclusive in ways that other games weren't yet. I mean, it wasn't all like male pronouns and stuff. It was like they used she before everyone was using she or they. Um, We'll have to dig into that. Yeah. I have opinions on some of the ways <laughs> that women are portrayed in Palladium books mm-hmm. that uh, I know I'm not alone in those opinions. I think that will be a good topic for later discussion. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There's just, there's so much to say and so much to talk about, but I think this about brings us to the, uh, to the close of this one. Uh, I'd like to thank you all for listening. And if you probably have an old copy, if you're listening to this podcast, you already like gaming, you have a copy somewhere, pick it up, flip it. You might be surprised at what you find. And they're still producing stuff for it. Still in the same system. And it's, it's still good. So get back in there. Crack that book. You got anything else, Nathaniel? I'm good. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, the Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. 
All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time. 